0: Yo, carnia thought it! Oh no, I can't believe I just did that. Anyways, what's going on everybody? Today, we are going to talk about squatting. Woo! Because I see it time and time again that people are doing it wrong and it hurts my soul to watch people do it wrong. Because it just... Oh, we've already talked about it. When you see someone doing something wrong and it just looks like it hurts you... It's because it probably, it, it just, oh man, okay, okay we're not going to get on that tangent again. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about squatting. We're going to be talking about how to perfect the squat. Mind you, this will take years to perfect. Because there's always something coming out new with science and, and all these articles and studies about how to benefit from squatting. How to make your form better. Like I stumbled upon this knees over toes guy on YouTube. And and we're always taught, right? To not squat. Or to never get your knees to go past your toes. Because it's bad for your knees. But this guy says that it's good for your knees. And it's a misconception. And that we all should be squatting. And doing leg movements. Going past our toe with our knee. But that's not what we're gonna talk about because I don't even know if that's true or not I'm still learning how to do knees over toe to so then I could get back to you guys to see if if what's actually happening and what he's saying could actually happen you know like anyways okay so just a little information about the squat it is one of three compound movements. We talked about it before. Your compound movements are the movements that require your whole entire body, multiple muscle groups, different body parts. One of three. What makes a squat so challenging is that it is so technical, whether you think about it or not. Super, super, super technical. And it's technical because your form has to be really 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 worked on and it has to be perfected or else you can have catastrophic injuries and you can have catastrophic injuries with anything that you do in the weight room but like for your compound movements there's some really terrible things that could happen if you have bad form and it's just a matter of time before it happens and it's your turn to get injured if you have improper form your technique is bad it's just a matter of time before you get injured so let's just talk about how you can work on your form to to perform a perfect squat it all starts off with stretching and foam rolling yes i'm going to continuously tell you and remind you stretch 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 but for your compound movements the stretching is a lot longer and there's more things that you need to consider while stretching to loosen your body up so your squat it will engage some of your biggest muscles in your body that is your hamstrings it'll incorporate some quads not a lot it'll incorporate your calves your glutes, and then those are your main muscles that it's incorporating. Then your secondary muscles would be your core, like your abs, so you can actually stabilize the weight when it's on your back and keep your back straight because you don't want your back bending at all. You don't want your back bending forward or backwards because that puts a lot of pressure on your spine. <laughs> Another secondary movement is your, your upper back. Or not movement, your other secondary muscles, your upper back. So let's say your traps and your, your your scapula areas, your shoulders. Because that's what's actually holding the bar up. And that's what you're going to be pressing into your body to do to perform a squat. So you need to really roll out your legs. Really stretch out your legs. Stretch out your hips. Your hips are huge. You need to be able to work on your IT band. That's the band that connects to your hip and runs down the outside part of your leg or your outer thigh. You need to work your your hip flexors, your hip flexors that are in front and on the back, I think, pretty sure. And what the hip flexors do is... You want to warm up your hip flexors because that allows you to get really, really deep in a squat. And your glutes, your glutes and your hip flexors will allow you to get super, super deep. You're, you're going to hear the phrase, ass to, the, ass to grass. Like you want your, your bum to be so close to the ground that you're essentially touching your ass off the floor. That is the depth that we're trying to reach. And you can only reach that depth by stretching properly, getting comfortable with going that low, and utilizing your muscles to allow you to get that low. Because if your muscles are stiff and your mobility is weak, you will not get low enough. So, rule of thumb, you want to get as low as 90 degrees when you squat. What that looks like is basically imagine you're sitting down and you're sitting in an imagine you're sitting in an imaginary chair and you're parallel with the ground, your feet are at a ninety degrees, your body's at a 90 degree, you're sitting in an imaginary chair. That is the depth that you want to go. But if you Don't go deep enough, and you only go a certain amount of degrees. You're not actually doing a squat. That is nowhere near a squat. So if you're not breaking ninety degrees, you're not doing a squat. You're not even incorporating or engaging the muscles that are used to to perform a squat. That is not a squat. I see it all the time, and people say, "Oh, look, I just squat x amount of weight," and I watch them, and they don't even move. Like they their their knee doesn't even flex. Like they don't move. They go like 45 degrees if that is not a squat. And if anyone cares about you, they will tell you that you're squatting wrong and you look stupid. If you can go past 90 degrees, that's where the term ass to grass comes. If you can get your knees as close to your heels as possible, that's when you fully engage your glutes and your hamstrings and then your calves. Because that will allow you to push the weight up and that will allow you to fully perform a squat. So that's just the depth part. And you only get depth through stretching, working on hip mobility, working on trusting yourself to go that low, trusting yourself to go low enough with X amount of weight without it feeling super heavy to where you can't get back up. And we're going to talk about what that means because there's a term for when you get to the bottom of the lift and you can't get up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So that's depth, strength, um, stretching, foam rolling, mobility, all that fun stuff. Now we're going to start getting super technical with things. So we're going to start from your head all the way down to your feet. Where your body should be at, how you want to be placed what you should be thinking about, what you should be worrying about when you're squatting. There's a lot of things that go on in the squats. There's a lot of things that go into compound movements because they're very complex. They're very hard to do. And there's so many things going on that you need to be continuously thinking about this stuff as you're performing the lift. And a, as the years go by, you start to get better at this. And then you, all you have to really worry about is just moving the weight. But for learning how to do stuff this is when you want to be technically sound you want to focus on your form technique instead of your weight that you're able to do because the weight's going to come but the weight won't come if you're not willing to learn how to do something properly because you can you can throw up weight and look like shit doing it and then get hurt because you're doing it wrong so we're going to start with the shoulders so the shoulders are your secondary muscles that's what they use to hold the bar in place so there's two bar placements that will go on your shoulders you have what's called high bar high bar sits on your traps those are the muscles that connect to your neck and go all the way down and through your delt to your lateral head of your your shoulder that's your trap and your trap also goes down your mid back but that's you don't need the, that's not what you're really incorporating or using your traps for. So you're using your traps to basically hold the bar in a high bar placement on on your back. So that's one placement. The second placement is called low bar, and the low bar sits on your scaps, your scalp, your shoulders, scapula, shoulders, shoulders, sits on your shoulders. And you can watch videos for high bar placement and low bar placement the reason why low bar placement is better for you than high bar placement, and it's all personal preference, but for me personally, I like low bar because all the weight sits on my back, like literally sits on my back and I'm being forced to press it into my back to keep my chest up. Whereas high bar, to keep your chest up, you become very top he- heavy and any movement forward or backward, any slight jerking of any anything that, that takes the bar and moves it away from the imaginary straight line will fuck up your back. It'll put so much tension on your lower back that you can pinch your nerve and you can start to lose feeling in your legs. Because that nerve, which is your sciatic nerve, can have shooting pain down your leg if you have ever took a random walk jerk got jerked a little bit in your hips whatever it may be and you had shooting pain down your leg that's your nerve being pinched and a lot of that happens with top heavy top heavy movements that throw you off of your your imaginary straight line and what i mean by an imaginary straight line is if you think about it there's an imaginary straight line that starts at your feet goes through your body Out of your head and go straight up to the roof the sky there's an imaginary straight line I'm gonna be perpendicular straight line boom so you want to keep a bar going in a straight line no matter what high bar low bar placement the bar should always move in a straight line you should never lean forward with the bar because then you break your your straight line and then to compensate for that your abs kick in and your lower back kicks in to compensate for the weight moving. You don't want that ever. So those are the, those are the bar placements. There's two. Okay. So then it goes down to your legs. Like we said before, you use your glutes, your hamstrings are the main muscles being targeted. And then it goes all the way down past your knees to your calves and your feet. So to achieve a 90 degree depth, when you put the bar on your back, whether it's high bar or low bar, you need to put your hands in a good position. A good position for your hands is at shoulder width, a little outside shoulder width, or a couple inches outside of shoulder width. Whatever is comfortable for you, that's where you should place your hands but you should never fully extend your arms and wrap your wrap your arms around the bar because that movement completely takes away your shoulders it when you put your hands over the bar and you have a, a you're holding your hands straight out over the bar and when you wrap your hands around the bar this motion forces your shoulders to cave inwards So that'll force the weight to be pushed inwards and and it'll, it'll just put you in an awkward position. So when you go down to squat, you're already being pushed forward. And when you don't have a lot of weight on, it's not a problem. But as you get heavier and heavier in weight, that little movement, that little jerk forward every single time you go up and down starts to add up and you'll start to slip discs. You'll start to throw out your back. You'll start to... Just get simple. Just, just start to get back pain, and that's not what you want when you're performing any type of lift. You don't want any type of back pain because you only get one back, right? You want to take care of your back, and if 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 anyone's ever thrown out their back, it it sucks. You literally can't do anything for for days. It's just t- a terrible feeling. So hand placement's key. The other placement is your feet. Just like your hands you either want to be shoulder width apart or a little bit outside shoulder width you don't want too crazy of a wide stance because then actually no sorry i take that back you can get a, have a wide stance but if you can be stay within the shoulder width or a couple inches outside shoulder width then you're able to get really 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 nice and deep you can get nice and deep with a wider stance, but you'll be incorporating more muscles than just your hamstrings and your glutes, which is what we're really targeting. So this is very important for your lower half. You want your toes pointed outwards. And what you, why, why you want your toes pointed outwards is it's not just because of your feet. It's for your knees. Your knees should never move. They should always be pointed outwards. If you do a squat and you see someone's knees buckle, that's terrible. It's really, really, really bad for your knees. That puts so much pressure on your tendons and ligaments because your knees aren't made to bend inwards Like, you know, they're not made to bend inwards, they're made to bend outwards, but you don't want your lower half leg to 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 stay stationary and then your, your femur just shifts and it puts a whole bunch of pressure on your knees and that's how you just have bad knees. So you want to keep your knees in a stationary position and force them outwards. If you start to do a squat and you feel your form breaking and your knees buckle, lower the weight you are not ready to do it yet so starting off point your feet outwards force your knees outwards as well you'll see other people squat and their knees will buckle and it just it just looks like it hurts and it just means that the weight's too heavy and they don't they haven't been practicing their form that's for beginning Beginners, and I even do that. I I still like I train myself to keep my my legs and my knees pointed outwards, so I can have my toes pointed forwards now because I know that I have a good mind muscle connection to keep my knees pointed out no matter what. So that's the good placements to have from head to toe. Make sure. You figure out a bar placement that's how, that's good for you, that's comfortable for you, that allows you to do lifts. Just know that if you go high bar placement, you're top heavy and any movement f- leaning forwards or backwards is going to compromise your lower back and put a lot of stress and tension right there. Head up, chest up. Having your head up and chest up forces your spine to stay straight. And that's what you want. You want your back to be as straight as possible. And you just want to just drop, dip your butt down, go right back up. Knees. Keep your knees pointed outwards. For your, your butt, go as low as you can. Make sure you're breaking 90 degrees. If you're not breaking 90 degrees, you are not doing a squat. For your feet, keep your feet pointed outwards. The more advanced you get in this movement, then you can start moving your toes inwards until then keep your your toes pointed outwards and your knees focused on keeping your knees outwards. So all these things you have to th- take into consideration when you're lifting like you have to continually think about this stuff as you're as you're doing the lift like you have to like make sure like okay do I like high placement low placement for bar? Where do I want to put my hands? Do I want to put my hands? right by the bar, right by my shoulders? Do I want to put them a little outside? I don't want to go too wide because then my, my my shoulders will start to get too engaged and they'll they'll round at the top. Another thing that I forgot to mention is that when you're holding the bar, <clears throat> you want your elbows as tucked to your body as possible. What that does is when you... When you tuck your elbows in, and you have to grab the bar and squeeze it, and you want to press it into your body so that you become one with the bar, like you actually end up becoming part of the weight. You don't want the weight moving around at all because in it, you'll take 135 pounds and make it feel like it's 185 pounds because the bar is moving a lot, and when the bar is moving a lot, you're using all this energy to stabilize it when you should be incorporating that energy and using that energy to move the weight up you don't want the bar moving at all ever you also want to keep your elbows tucked in because it forces the bar to stay on your back and forces your shoulders to go backwards and, it, and then when you're pushing your elbows inwards it also forces your chest to come up and then as you look up with your head Everything's in a straight line and it just forces you to be in a straight line when you go down with the weight, which is what you want. Like I said before, you don't want to be moving forward or backward with the weight because that's how you get injured. And I learned that the hard hard way. I injured my lower back so badly on squat that I had to reteach myself how to squat. Because the reason why I hurt myself, and it was just... This is what happened. It was so simple. And yet, and at one step, it just fucked me. So I was doing I was doing 225. Not that bad. Not that crazy. Two plates on each side, repping it out. Boom, boom, boom. Took one step with my left foot. I instantly jerked. For some reason, I jerked my back or my my the weight moved me, leaned me forward in that slight jerking motion of lean, leaning me forward. Pinched a nerve in my lower left back and shot down my left leg. And I literally lost feeling in my left leg and I fell forwards with the bar. Luckily, I had someone behind me to catch me because if there was no one there to catch me, it would have been a lot worse. Instant shooting pain. It felt like. There was a whole bunch of little gremlins. They took their little little safety safety scissors and just started fucking jamming away at my back, so like just like stabbing it a thousand times, and then just this shooting pain down my leg. It felt like my leg was on fire. It it's a it's a pain that I'll never forget, and it it really compromised me for for like a full year. I was never the same. And what happened, and what why that injury took place is because my form was dog shit i wasn't taking it seriously i wasn't pressing the weight into my body to become one with the weight i was kind of just like letting the weight be free and it felt a lot heavier than it should have been my form was bad i wasn't squatting fully and i was leaning forward a lot so all this adds up. It, it just—it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be a year. It could be a year or two from now, right? When you do one little small movement, and then boom, it smacks you like a train, and all that stress, all that buildup just explodes, and you're you're injured. You—we that's not what we want. We're we want to prevent this from happening because I don't want what happened to me to happen to anyone. And it compromised me for a year. I couldn't lift at all. I couldn't squat more than a plate, which was frustrating because I was working towards 315. And if anyone knows 315 is a three plates, like that's, that's a lot of weight, you know, that like that, it feels good to be able to hit that. And I wasn't able to hit that. I wasn't even able to get close to that. For years, I was too scared to go over 225 because I didn't want to get hurt again. So then I taught myself all these things that I'm talking about to strengthen my body to allow me to progress with my squat because squatting doesn't seem that hard but it really is and especially it's hard if you want to do it right and we never just want to ego lift you know we never just want to say oh I could do it like I'm just gonna go do it and then you have really bad form your placements are off you don't know what to do with your legs your knees buckle but you're just muscling the weight and you think you're fine that's not that's not what we want so these are the things to to take into consideration when you're squatting always remember stretch work on your form you want to make sure that your stretching is on point you want to open up your hips stretch out your hips, stretch out your hamstrings, your quads, your glutes, your calves. You want to do mobility stretching. You want to look into stretchings that will open up your hip, activate your hip, move your your hip flexors around, stretch out your IT band. Like there's so many things that you you need to be stretching when you're when you're going to be doing squats. Remember, Going past 90 degrees, if you don't go past 90 degrees, you are not doing a squat. A squat is made to be squatting, hence the word squat, and then you engage and activate the muscles accordingly. If you're not going 90 degrees, you're not doing a squat, you're not activating your glutes and hamstrings, you're not even doing anything. You're just unnecessarily moving the weight. Find your hand placements, bar placements. Don't worry about lifting heavy. The weight will come. Just focus on your core. I mean, your um, your form. Record yourself so you see what you look like. Because you could, you could think you look good, right? And then you record yourself and you look like a doofus. And it just looks funny. Because I've recorded myself and people call me out saying... What the fuck was that? Like, you look terrible. I wouldn't even fucking post that. I'm like, okay, well, shit. Like, (laughs) all right, sorry, my bad. And then we look at it, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, you're right. I look terrible. Uh, There's no way in hell I'm going to post this. And just get all that down. Get all that down. Squatting's fun, man, when you do it right. Squatting is a lot of fun. Only when you do it right. So yeah these are just some things to consider when you're squatting, right And just know that it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. You're not gonna you're not gonna get this down today, tomorrow, a week, a couple weeks, couple months. It'll take years to get this down. like I've been lifting for 10 years and I'm still learning how to make my squat better right like this is the first time in a really long time that i feel like i feel good i feel strong like my lifts are are really good i have really nice form of course there's things i can work on we all can work on something we're never going to be perfect we're never going to going to just say yeah i already know what i'm doing don't tell me anything i don't even need to listen to you whatever your opinion is keep it to yourself fuck you i don't need it that's not There's always new things. Like I said before, at the beginning of the podcast, right, I was like, hey, people said, you know, boom, knees over toes, bad idea. Then this guy comes along and says, no, 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 you're wrong. Knees over toes is good. And then explained why. My opinion on it, I don't have one because I have to actually physically learn how to do it to see if it'll actually increase my squat. Because the whole point of knees over toes was to his his thing is that he wanted to fix lower or fix knee pain, help your help engage your full entire muscles in your legs, which will lead to better just benefits of lifting, jumping, knee pain, ligament, tendons, muscles, all that, all the good stuff. But we don't know. You just gonna have to try it out for yourself. Also, don't lift heavy if your form's bad. I'm going to say it again. If you're breaking your form, don't go heavy, or else you'll end up like me crippled. <laughs> I wasn't crippled, but for a long time, I was really just hating my life because it was just. <sighs> no one likes to get hurt it's not it's not even fun but you got to learn from it you got to learn from it and that's the best tool is to go through it and when you go through it then you learn from it right the more you hurt yourself the more you take these beatings the stronger you come the more you come back with more knowledge on what you did wrong and you're able to incorporate it into what you want to do and we can use that for anything and everything. So thank you guys so much. I really hope this squat, like this little squat seminar, lol, <laughs> helps out because it helped me out. Um, all these little tips and tricks are things that I, I picked up along the years. And, yeah, it, it should really help you out. And And I'm excited. I hope you guys kill your weight, kill your goals, just keep doing you, and try to incorporate this in your next leg day. So thank you so much.